0: Welcome to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Husseini. At Daily Confidence, we share tips, strategies, and actionable advice uh, that you can use to boost your confidence around different areas of your business on a daily basis. I've got an amazing guest today, and Anto- Antonio Thorntonton. Welcome, Antonio. Hey, man! G- glad to be here, Mustafa. Great to have you on show. So please uh make sure to like and subscribe to the to the show or on whatever, whichever channel you're watching or listening uh, if you have any questions pop them pop them in the comment box on social media and uh, if you know any friends who could benefit from the conversation make sure to tag them in a comment and um, and yeah don't forget to like and subscribe the show sure. My guest is uh, Antonio Le- uh, Thornton. Let me do the proper introduction to Antonio. And then we're going to dive into a very uh, important conversation. The title is How to Use Logic to Achieve Total Confidence in Life and Business. Now, Antonio Thornton is, high, is a highly sought after business growth strategist, international speaker, and best-selling author. He is the founder of Fearless Impact, a global mo- movement of entrepreneurs and business leaders who are committed to make an impact since 1994. Antonio has impacted over 250,000 entrepreneurs and has worked with organizations like Facebook, Microsoft, Georgia Pacific, and massage envy affectionately referred to as the profit engineer. He's created and worked on projects with Robert Kiyosaki, Bob Proctor, Les Brown, Bob Doyle, and dozens of thought leaders around the world to boost sales and profits. Welcome, Antonio.
1: Hey, welcome. Glad to be here, man. Glad to be here. Great
0: to have you. Great to have you. Great to have you. Now, um, I've been looking forward to this conversation because this is obviously a very relevant topic to our theme and what we talk about. So without further ado, please give us your story. Uh, your story behind why you're doing what you
1: do now? Yeah, Mustafa. Um, Fearless Impact is is as you mentioned, it's it's a movement. It's it's not just a business. It's a movement that that came out of my story, my life, my experiences. Uh, a few years ago, when I lived in Vegas. I uh, connected with a couple of guys who were who were doing what uh, they called at the time asset protection, um, but what they were really doing was asset acquisition. They were acquiring people's assets, but um, they they hired me to do. At the time, um, I called it reverse SEO. Uh, now people call it reputation management. So it's kind of like you know, you wanna help push down negative reviews and those types of things. And and this was years ago before reputation management was even a thing. So they hired me to do this and I was really good at it. They had a few negative reviews and I didn't really bother reading what they were, but I pushed those reviews down and I helped those guys make a whole lot of money. Well, come to find out, they were stealing money from their clients and there was a really big mess. They stole almost $50 million. And, and I got caught up in that. And what ended up happening is um, I almost went to prison as, as a result of it because of my involvement. But because I was a contractor, they just kind of hired me to do a specific thing. I wasn't directly involved in it. But here's the thing. That's scary. OK, that's a scary thing. Um, you know, thinking about the idea of, of going to prison. And what what that did for me was it, it, it created this this conversation in my mind around fear uh, about doing anything uh, in the public eye. And 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 I'll and I'll talk about this in a moment. But I, I used to have this 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 nightmare, almost this living nightmare of of being arrested by the FBI in front of, you know, tens of thousands of people. And and that was that was a thing that held me back and and the reason why this is so important is because i do have a message i do have value to give to the world but i was allowing my fear to hold me back and that's really where fearless impact came from was me really working through my own fears to go out and make an impact in the world and now you know i want to be able to help others in various capacities well hopefully not everyone almost went to prison <laughs> but um, everyone has their thing, their trauma, their situation that that's occurred to them that or occurred to them, yeah, that that's prevented them from moving forward in whatever way that they that they want to in their businesses.
0: Very nice. So what do you do these days and
1: who do you serve? Well, uh, what we do is we, we help what we like to consider the, the cast entrepreneurs, CAST. These are your coaches, authors, speakers, trainers, those people in the space of, of knowledge workers, if you will, people who actually want to go out and make an, a positive impact in other people's lives. Um, we don't really work with folks who are just, you know, hey, I just want to sell a widget you know, I don't really care what the widget is. I just want to make a bunch of money selling widgets. We, we tend to work with entrepreneurs who really want to make a difference. And, and that group of folks tend to be committed and heart-centered to, to helping their, their clients and their customers improve their lives. So we love, we love to work with them. And what we do is we take them through a process of creating their own program that makes an impact on the world, but also an impact on their income.
0: Interesting. Can, I, I, you touched on this uh, already, but could you give us a little more on how and why you came up with the name Fearless Impact?
1: Well, what, I, what I've what i learned over the years is that the majority of things that, that cause disruption and hold us back in life really boils down to one thing, and it's fear. Now, we've all heard the phrase, you know, false evidence appearing real, but there there's some real legitimacy to that concept. Is that what happens in our minds? Is that we create these conversations, these dialogues, these scenes? We we create these horrible, horrible situations, and then we we act upon them as if they're real. So, just to give you an example, uh, one of the things that that I that I used to again I used to call it a, a a living or waking nightmare that I would have is like I would see myself speaking on the stage, and and this you know through this big crowd of people. And then I would see the crowd just kind of splitting and just this group of people walking up through this crowd. I'm like, you know, who is that? I can't really see who it is. And then as the crowd is kind of parting and this group comes up, I see it's FBI agents. And I think they're going to come on stage and slap these handcuffs on me in front of this group of, you know, this huge audience of people that I'm going to be on the news. I'm going to be on the Internet, uh, star Hip Hop and all other places. I, I think that's what's going. To, but but here's the thing. That's absolutely false and ridiculous, by the way. And, but, but again, I'll, I'll tell you why that's so important in just a moment. But it's, it's false and ridiculous. But I act upon it as if it's real by not doing the things that I'm supposed to do, which is getting on stages, uh, doing interviews like this. That was what was happening in my life at the time. And then i found that there were others kind of doing dealing with some of the same issues and again it wasn't as extreme as my situation but even if they had a parent who 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 laughed at them when they stood up to to do a a presentation or they may have had a teacher that put them down and said you'll never amount to anything etc they, they they we create these scenarios in our head that hold us back from doing the things that we want to do. And I felt it fearless impact was the way that we can help other entrepreneurs break through those fears to actually make an impact on the world.
0: All right, I have a couple of questions. Sure. And uh, uh, so uh, how do we identify if a fear is real or not? That's a
1: fantastic question, Mustafa. And
0: and Uh, the the thing is like, uh, sorry for an interruption. Sure. Sometimes we think I mean, I have some legitimate fears. Mm-hmm. but then sometimes, like you said, there are fears that like are not real, real. Let's put it that way. Right. What's the best way to go about identifying what's real and what's not?
1: the The first thing is is to to recognize typically where where fear comes from. you know we we really aren't born with most fears. Most fears are learned over time the only mm-hmm. real one fear that that that's been scientifically proven is the fear of falling so that that's the one fear that most of us are are born with is that fear of falling but when we think about the fear of speaking when we think about the fear of doing a presentation or going after a new client or approaching uh you know a potential mate all of those are fears that have been learned over the years so starting at the very baseline is understanding where fears come from and is that the majority of our fears come from our minds. Um, there again, very few fears that we're actually hard hardwired. So when 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 you recognize that, just understanding that in and of itself lets you know, okay, the fear that I'm experiencing is something that I've learned somewhere along the way. And by knowing that, that's when we can kind of start, as I mentioned, some form of logic to get us through recognizing if those fears are real or not. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely
1: how do you um, um,
0: deal with fears that you learn from other people like parents or friends and that you know fear from the media and from the movies and, mm-hmm. and how do how do we deal with that
1: it, it starts by asking questions it, it really just simply starts by 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 asking yourself questions and that's that's where you know in my studies of, of the human brain and and psychology I, I Came to understand about the Socratic method is, is asking a series of questions to really get to the root of anything. And when, when, I, when I talk about, when I mentioned earlier about the ridiculousness of that FBI scenario, that's kind of what happens in our minds, not consciously, but on an unconscious level. So we think about, you know, we, we, we take these extreme scenarios. Okay, I, I'm afraid to do this presentation. Why am I afraid to do this presentation? I'm I'm going to say something that's wrong. And then someone's going to laugh at me. Then other people are going to laugh at me. Then everyone's going to be looking at me and laughing at me and pointing at me. And then my boss is going to see that. Then they're going to fire me. They're going to put that, you know, on my record. I'll never be able to get a job anywhere. And then I won't be able to take care of myself and I won't be able to buy any food or live anywhere and I'll die. Now, no one actually goes through that entire process, but that's the way we actually process it. (laughs) We process it that getting up on this stage, I'm going to eventually die as a result of it. And that's where we start asking those questions. So what is it that I'm afraid of right now? I'm afraid that people are going to laugh. Why are they going to laugh? Where are they going to laugh? Because I'm going to say the wrong thing. Why would I say the wrong thing? Well, I'm going to say the wrong thing because I'm not prepared. Oh, huh. I'm not prepared. Oh, What can I do about that? Exactly. Maybe I could get prepared. Maybe that means doing a little bit more research on my subject matter. Maybe it means practicing a few more times. Maybe it means practicing a few hundred times. <laughs> but now we start getting to the baseline of where those fears coming from. Absolutely. And that works for every aspect of your life. So here you've got a guy in a nightclub. He sees this woman over there. And he wants to approach her. He wants to talk to her. He's like, wow, you know, she's beautiful. I really would love to dance with this woman. So here's what happens in his mind. As soon as he takes that first step to go walk over to her, the music stops. The lights go down. There's a spotlight on him that follows him from one side of the club to the other. As he's walking, you hear the steps. Doom, doom, doom. Then over the PA system, you hear ba-boom, boom Boom! Boom! It's his heartbeat that's being pumped around the entire club. Boom! 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 He walks up to the woman, and as he's saying to her, "Will you dance with me, please?" Over the PA system, she says, "No." and he's like oh then now everyone's saying ah look at that guy he's a loser he got turned down then the next day he's in the newspaper local businessman gets turned down by a woman he's a complete loser then he loses all of his contracts he his business goes out you know his business is killed and then he no longer has any money and then he doesn't have any food and dies <laughs> <laughs> so again it's, it's ridiculous when we say it aloud. It's ridiculous when we say it aloud, but it's real in that moment. And that's where we start asking those questions. That's where we start asking ourselves questions. So what is it that I'm afraid of here? I, I, am I really afraid that the, the lights are going to do, go down? And okay, no, that's not going to happen. You, you, so when we get to that point, it gets us. it always gets us to the real core of what we're really and truly afraid of. And then now we have the choice of doing something about it
0: very interesting so um john is saying what are your legitimate fears Uh, so john by that i i meant like there are some situations where uh for example let's say my father is in the hospital and i'm afraid that he might die i call that a legitimate fear it's not like i'm thinking what if my father dies and then i you know i'm gonna go homeless and i don't have money and this and that like it's some it is a situation that is happening that is something that i am actually facing i'm not just imagining and visualizing random things like you know it's something that is happening and i'm dealing with so that's what i meant with by that 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 is great um you mentioned something earlier about situations in the past like a teacher said you won't you know uh, ever be any anything meaningful or You know, you're a loser, or your father, your mother, treating you badly, and saying, you know, you know, negative things that impact us, and we tend to carry that with us. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What, in your experience, is the best way to deal with
1: something like that? It's the same thing. It's, It's asking questions. So when when you when you're looking at and particularly able to identify where that type of fear comes from when you, when you can look at that source, asking the simple questions of, okay, this person said I'll never amount to anything. Is that true? Is that true? Uh Right? So, even if you can't answer that question of, okay, well, yes, that's true or no, it's not, or whatever, whatever word or phrasing you want to use in that instance. But at the end of the day, you, you say, well, does this person have the ability to determine whether or not i will amount to anything huh uh no no they don't no no they don't so so now you get an opportunity to to ask you know the right questions to give you the fuel to see okay well w- why am i holding on to the belief that this person said this thing about me this these many years ago and if it's no longer if it's not valid then there's no need for you to hold on to it. And that's why I keep going back to the same phrase over and over, it's false evidence. False evidence appearing real. Someone says a thing, I think it's real, so I act upon it as if it's real, so I don't do anything anymore, I don't even try anymore because I think the thing is real. But is it real? No, it's not real.
0: Love it. Um, I had a guest here, Natalie Lafay, a couple of weeks ago, and she brought up an amazing question that I think may be relevant. And that is what purpose am I trying to serve by asking or bringing this up? Mm, like right. by, by constantly going over this fear. Right. Right. And what, what, what feeling am I trying to avoid? And, um, that, that was another good. Uh, I mean, and, 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 it, uh, uh, continuing to your, to your amazing questions there. Is it so? The question, the first question you brought up was: Is this true? Does this person actually have the ability to make that call or make that decision for me? I won't right. ever be anything, or you'll never be successful, or that's a that's a stupid idea. Why do you keep doing all these weird things?
1: Absolutely. I had,
0: <laughs> I had a friend years ago who would come up to me once a while and say, "Are you a millionaire yet?" <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, you get you get people like that, right? Yeah, yeah, you do. and 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 you can choose to 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 hold on to it or you can choose to put it where it is, uh, because again, it a lot of it just boils down to other people's opinion of you, uh, and we we give that more validity than we should at the end of the day. absolutely. absolutely.
0: So um why do you think most people struggle with confidence?
1: Well, Again, spawning from fear, confidence comes from, you know, the the fear of not being able to accomplish a thing in a certain way, because that's really what it boils down to. When you look at any level of confidence is that I'm envisioning a thing happening in a certain way, and I don't think it will, that will take place. And that can come from past experiences. It can come from other people's experiences. But at the end of the day, you can't predict the future. You know, and and that's again, it's another question. It's Like, well, do I know that that's going to happen? Well, no, I don't know that's going to happen. So now that gives it gives me the opportunity to, you know, is this what I want to do? Now, one of the things that you can help avoid that is avoiding negative information, avoiding negative things. Um, a lot of times, people like to steep themselves in the news and social media and those types of things, and. This is what creates a lot of the conversations in our heads about what what goes on in our lives. I, I remember this story about a gentleman in New York City. For whatever reason, he was he was just fascinated with muggings, and he would take these you know news clippings and and you know portions of the news, and he would you know read about all these different muggings. Um, and ironically, this guy had himself gotten mugged twenty one times. You know, because that was where you know he was putting all his energy into these these muggings. So the the thing is, is that you know wh- where where attention goes, energy flows. So what what I always encourage people to do is to stay away from the things that are negative, that put the negative thoughts in in your in your head. Um, surrounding yourself with the people who are doing the things that you want to do, so that you can see that the thing is actually possible. So so when you again thinking about it. I don't have confidence to do a thing. Let's just say um, Facebook, for example, we, 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 we brought Facebook on as a client several months ago, and that could be a very scary thing to look at. Oh my gosh, you know, this is Facebook, one of the largest companies in the world. So where do my questions start? Okay. You know, we going to be able to do this thing with Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, and, and I'll just take a quick sidebar. And I think it was Tony Robbins that says, as you know, you can tell the quality of a person, by the quality of the questions that they ask. And, and, and that is, is so powerful because when you, when you think about asking your brain certain questions, so let me just give you an example. So like if you ask, if you say, okay, well, why can I afford this, right? You, you now immediately believe that you can't afford a thing, right? So what happens in your brain, this has been scientifically proven, what happens in your brain is that immediately your brain decreases in brain, in, in brain activity. Why can I afford this? it immediately decreases in brain activity. Why? It's because your brain thinks you can't afford it, so it doesn't even try to find an answer. On the opposite side of the equation, you say, how can I afford this? How can I afford this? Almost the same question, slight variance, but almost the same question, brain activity increases. Brain activity increases. Why? It's because now your brain is actually trying to get to the answer. Those two very you know, similar scenarios can make a huge difference. So going back to the Facebook scenario, so I asked myself, okay. So Facebook is a company. Have I ever done business with a company before? Yes. Has Facebook ever done business with a company before? Yes. So is it is there a possibility of me being able to do business with Facebook? Yes. Now, I've never done business with, with a uh, with a company that large, but I have done business with large companies. You know, we've, we did some work with Microsoft. We did some work with Massage Envy. We've done some work with Georgia Pacific, but Facebook, by and large, you know, at the time, Um, was was the largest company that we've ever worked with. So the question was, can we do this? Yes, we can. And and that's why I say when you go back to that same Socratic method, you can always get to wherever your fears are. Because the presentation with Facebook is like, okay, well, I don't want Facebook to say no. Well, what would get Facebook to say yes? Hmm. Well, what does Facebook want? They want this. They want this. and They want that. Can we provide that? Yes, we can. Boom. That's what gives you the confidence is when you get to the core of whatever is holding you back, whatever the real thing is that you're holding on to, that's making you feel that you don't have the confidence that you want to do whatever it is.
0: Love it. Love it. So there, so there was the, the, the approach and the type of question we ask ourselves, which is, Instead of saying, oh, uh, I can't afford this. The turnaround would be, how can I afford this? And your brain will come up with a bunch of, you know, solutions. Right. And then you can even seek out to maybe other people to ask for help. How can I afford this? Well, maybe I could go get a loan. Well, maybe I could even borrow money. Or maybe I could sell a bunch of stuff and go afford this, right? Right, right. And then I'd love the second one. The second point that I really stood out for me was, what would it take for Facebook to say Yes. Mm. right or right. or what would it take for this you know ideal client to do business with me? And absolutely then the, and then your brain will come up with solutions and then attorney, can you touch on the fact that or or d- d- does the brain immediately come up with solutions or would you also give it some time to come up with a solution?
1: Very rarely will your brain come up with a solution immediately? Um, that can happen, but very rarely does that happen. Now, this is going to, I have the segments. I was just going to say myself, gonna get a little bit esoteric, but I, I, I'm going to, and I'm going to go there. So I, I I believe that our brains and our minds expand beyond our heads. Okay. So when we put out into the universe, a question, how can I afford it? how can I get Facebook to do business with me? I think that question kind of goes out into the universe and it starts bringing back opportunities for you uh, for consideration, right? And, and I do think sometimes that can take time to happen. Um, and, and, and as you probably heard the statement, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, and and I believe that that's what happens in that instance is when you're asking the right questions, the right teacher will appear. It could appear in the form of a mentor. It could appear in the form of an article or a video or some other information that answers the question that you're asking. But you've got to write, you got to ask rather the right questions. Because again, if you're asking why can't I afford this, guess what's going to happen? You're going to start bringing about all of the answers to why you can't afford it. You're gonna find all the answers to why you can't afford it. But when you ask, how can I, you're gonna bring about all the answers of how you can. How can I attract Facebook as a client? How can I get this client, other client to do business with me? And then giving yourself the time and the space to allow the answers to come to you, that's where you, you're you gonna start seeing um, where you know that shift And whatever direction you were going, whether it's in the wrong direction or or the right direction.
0: Love it. Love it. Um, How does all of this lack of um, confidence and uh, fear impact different areas of our lives?
1: For most people, it impacts through inaction. That's that's where typically that's how it typically shows up when you don't believe you can do a thing when you don't have the confidence of of being able to do a thing. Most people tend to just not do anything at all. Well, I don't know how I'm going to get Facebook as a client, so I'm not even going to try or that woman or that man. Is you know I don't know how I'm going to get that person to like me, so I'm not even going to try. I don't know how I'm going to lose a hundred pounds, so I'm not even going to try. So that's typically what it, how it shows up. We just don't try. And 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 for those people who kind of push through that, they don't give it a hundred percent because in the back of their minds, well, this isn't going to work anyway this isn't this isn't going to work anyway so i'm not even going to give it my all and then in the not giving it their all they don't make it and then it proves them right and that's where i see this showing up for most entrepreneurs is is inaction i'll talk to you know a, a yoga ther- you know a, a yoga instructor i'll talk to massage therapists i'll talk to a coach and they'll say well you know my business isn't doing well and I'll ask the question, well, what are you doing? What are you doing to, to build your business? And they'll come up with a whole bunch of things, but really it's nothing. <laughs> it's really nothing which is what they're doing. Um, they're sitting on uh, some type of video that they're watching or they're reading a bunch of articles or they're, they're you know trying to figure out click funnels or some other thing but they're really not doing anything at the end of the day to build their business. But now they're, they're doing busy stuff. And that's where, where it creates a lot, of creates a lot of frustration because they say, well, I'm doing a lot of things, but really what are you doing at the end of the day? It's nothing because there's really only one thing. And, and, and I, and I love to say this, this is one of the things that I, I, drill into my client's head. There's only really one thing that makes money in the business and any business, no matter what business you do, whether it's website design or whatever, there's only one thing that makes money in business. and, that is getting an offer in front of people. That's it. There's nothing else that makes money in business. It's getting an offer in front of people, not setting up a website, not getting on a webinar, not reading books, not you know doing. Nothing else makes money in business than getting an offer in front of people. Now, for those of you, because it's always happens, for those of you who are thinking, well, wait a minute. No, when I do so-and-so, this makes me more. When I do my, my service, when I provide my service, that makes me money. No, it doesn't. What makes you money is the selling of that service. You got an offer in front of someone, they gave you money, then you provided the service. Yes, that's a part of the process, but it is not the thing that makes you money. And I always ask this question, have you ever done a service that you you didn't get paid for? Most people can say yes to that. So it's not the service that, or providing the service that makes you the money, it's the getting off in front of people. So the question becomes, how does that show up in most businesses? They're not getting it off in front of people. That's what it is. They're not getting it off in front of people. they're doing a whole bunch of social media stuff, but I'll I'll ask them, well, are you getting an offer out there? Well, I'm doing social media. And I look through all their posts. There's no call to action. There's no thing that says, Hey, come do business with me. When I said, why aren't you doing that? Well, I'm afraid people are going to stop following me. Boom. Right back to fear. Right back to fear. You see what I mean? So it goes right back to some level of fear uh, around doing a thing. So, so let's evaluate that. All right, so I'm doing social media, but I'm not asking people to do business with me. And the not asking people to do business with me is not making me money. And I don't want to do that because I don't want to get people pissed off because if people get pissed off. They're not going to follow me. But guess what happens? They don't follow you. Well, they're not going to, you're not going to, I'm not going to make any money there, but you're not putting it off in front of them. You're not going to, you see the loop that it creates. It's just this vicious cycle that's created. But as soon as you start asking those right questions, that's when you can start getting to the core the fear you know okay i'm afraid that if i ask people to do business with me they're going to stop following me okay all right let's 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 unpack that let's unpack it for a moment so if you provide a quality service why would someone not want your service oh maybe you don't feel your service is quality ah See, I, I remember having a conversation with a client. That was one of the things that we got to. You know, one of the things that she said, Well, I, I, don't, I don't really know if I can get people results. Okay, great, legitimate thing to deal with, but now we got to deal with that. So now what do we do? We shift, whether it be getting you more skill set or whatever the case would be, where they're going back, looking at other clients, et cetera, et cetera. But now we're getting to the real core of what's causing you to not get an offer in front of people, not put a CTA, not do the things you're supposed to do.
0: I love it how you tied this into marketing. Uh, and <clears throat> That's what we do. I mean, at the end of the day, people get busy doing a lot of things that don't bring in a lot of business or value at all. Right. Uh, like you said, oh, I'm doing social media. Okay.
1: Well, how much business has that brought you? Well, not much. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. Right. And it's and it's it's a way to avoid dealing with the fear. That's really what it is. It's it's a way to avoid dealing with the actual thing. Um, and and I I used to there was a client of mine we used to joke about this that that um I would say you know you would throw your offer on the table and then duck under the table because it's like you don't want to deal with someone <laughs> potentially saying no. It's just like let me just throw it out there. But it's, 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 it's a fun thing to, to recognize because once you get to the core of, of recognizing it, you can actually do something about it. That's, that's the cool thing is that you can actually do something about it.
0: So walk us through um, uh, what you would recommend people do on, say, social media.
1: Well, that can vary from business to business. But the one thing that it boils down to is, is what I said, it's getting an offer in front of people. Nothing, nothing else in business makes money other than getting an offer in front of people so if you're doing videos if you're doing posts if you're putting up images if you're doing whatever the case may be everything you do has to be tied to in some way shape or form getting an offer in front of people we call that in the marketing space cta call to action so if you're putting out content hey um you know if you like this content and and you like to have this in your business or in your personal life get in contact with me at the link below that's a call to action most people fail to do that some people will say hey like and share my stuff and that's not bad at the end of the day but it's still not a CTA it's not a call to action so if you're doing anything in the social media space you know always make sure that, always make sure that you're attaching some type of call to action to it so that you're moving people from watching following liking to to actually buying and doing business with you. And that can be in whatever capacity. It could be YouTube videos. It could be Facebook Lives. It could be um, Instagram stories. It doesn't matter. None of those things, you know, those are tactics at the end of the day. and, And the tactics come and go. But the strategy stays the same. Getting an offer in front of people, getting an offer in front of people, getting an offer in front of people. That's the thing that you have to maintain.
0: All right. Love it. So, and, and, I, and I've been I've been studying, talking to some 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 people recently, and saying that the people uh, uh, the people that make more offers are generally more successful when it comes to their business and to their sales numbers and the rest right.
1: of it. Right. Right. Hmm. Right, and 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 it's it's always going to be that that's the case because when you think about there's only one thing that makes money in business getting an offer in front of people. So what is it that allows you to make more money? Getting an offer in front of more people, getting more offers in front of people, getting better offers in front of people. It still boils down to the same thing. So the people who get more offers out are always going to make more money. And the one thing that I always say is that every offer has a conversion. So one, getting it off in front of people every offer has a conversion i'm going to share with you a story mustafa and it's it's it's, it's not the, the best story and it's not family friendly friendly so if any of you guys are watching with your with your kids around you know gently guide them out of the room because this is it's it's a story that again it's kind of gross at at the end of the day but it it really proves the point here uh, there's a gentleman in tennessee he was what's considered a pickup artist. He's, um, you know, the guys who kind of go out to pick up women, et cetera. And he did a really interesting experiment, um, that, that I, that I believe teaches a very valuable lesson, not, not the greatest thing, not, not duplicating what he did, but it teaches a very valuable lesson. All this guy did, this is all he did was every day he went out and I'm, I'm not going to use the word that he used, but he would ask, just literally ask virtually every woman that he approached, you want to screw? That was it. Now, he used a little bit more crass word, I uh, think you can imagine, right? We, I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it as family, friend, friendly as possible. <laughs> but this is all he did. You, He just walked up to women and said, hey, you want to screw? Hey, you want to screw? Now, here's the deal. He asked hundreds of women this, hundreds of women. But here's here's what he reported, that this guy slept with about three to five women a week, a week. Now, I don't recommend that <laughs> for obvious reasons. I don't recommend that for obvious reasons. But the point is, is that he got an offer in front of people. Now, did he get slapped a few times? Yes. Did he get cursed out a few times? Yes. Did he even have the police called on him? Yes. But did he actually get his ultimate goal? He did. Yes. yes, he did. So in that vein, think about confidence, right? Think, think about the level of confidence a guy had to have to go out and just, ran, just random women. Hey, you want to screw? Hey, you want to screw? And eventually someone said yes. Eventually someone said yes. So when you know that the only thing that makes money in business is getting it off in front of the people and every offer, this guy just proved it, every offer has a conversion, then there's no reason you should not have the confidence of getting your thing out there. Because I'm gonna imagine that none of you guys are gonna go out or gals are gonna go out and just start asking people randomly, do you wanna screw? But if someone could do something that crass and get conversions, and get conversions, think about the value that you're bringing to people. Of course, people are gonna want what you have, of course. Now, is everyone going to want what you have? No, but there's going to be a segment of the population who's going to want what you have. That should give you the confidence of being able to ask any and everybody, hey, do you want my thing? Again, it's not, you know, want to screw, but (laughs) hey, do you want my service? Do you want my product? Yeah, sure. I do. I want that. Absolutely. I want that. So going back to the kind of the question that you asked, is, is, you know, the confidence to know that you have something of value, you have something of value. And, and that goes for every aspect of your life, whether it's business, whether it's personal, whatever the case should be, you have something of value that other people desire, other people want. So that in and of itself gives you the confidence to be able to ask CTA, hey, do you want my thing? Do you want my product? Do you want my service? Hmm, I'd really love that. One thing that I
0: bring up, say in in the, in the sales and marketing equivalent of uh, or similar to your story, is door knocking, like cold mm. calling and selling door to door. That's almost the equivalent of that, like getting doors slammed on you and getting sweared on. I right. think that, to me, to me personally, that's like the most confident confidence building activity in sales and marketing. I, Absolutely. Other than like actually cold calling, but physically, when someone is face to face and they they swear at you and they close the door on you, uh, it, it builds such confidence.
1: Um, now, go ahead. Well, uh, yeah, and and here's the thing i i i've I've done door to door sales. Um, I've sold vacuum cleaners. I've sold comedy club tickets, and I've had that very thing. There's there a book that I read years ago that was really powerful called The Four Agreements. Yep. And uh, agreement number two is, is to not take anything personal. That's agreement number two is don't take anything personal. And, and what that means at the end of the day is that when that person shuts the door on me, they're not rejecting me. They just don't want a vacuum cleaner at that time. But they're not rejecting me. And see, that's where it goes back to asking the questions. Well, I don't want to go door, knocking door to door. Why? Well, because I'm going to get rejected. Am I really going to get rejected? No, I'm not going to get rejected. It's just that people don't want the thing that I'm selling at that time. They don't want the vacuum cleaners. They don't want the comedy club tickets. They don't want the, what was the other thing I was selling? Um, there was like a, a computer repair service thingy that you can buy in advance. So I sold a lot of things door to door, but the reason why I had no problem with doing it, even when they cursed at me, because again, I could take it personally. say, Oh my gosh, this person just cursed at me. No, here's what they did. They really cursed at the person that they were really upset with, whether it was their boss, their, their child, uh, whatever the case may be. They, they just I just happen to be the person that they shared that with at the moment, but they weren't really cursing at me because I'm offering something of value in this moment, not taking anything personal. But that's where a lot of that comes from. And that's why I have no problem knocking on Facebook door and saying, hey, you want my thing? You want this product or service that we're selling? Because even if they would said no, are they rejecting me? No, they just don't want the thing at the time. But I ask the right questions. What can I give Facebook What would get Facebook to say yes to this? Well, I knew they needed this, 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 and the other. I knew that they needed that. So I went in with them, say, Hey, do you need this, that, and the other? Yeah, we need that. Bam. There you have it. There you have it. And and it's just that simple. A lot of times people say, No, it's not that simple. Yes, it is literally just that simple. It is just that simple. Not everyone's going to want your thing at the time that you present it to them. Not everyone's going to want that. As long as you don't take it personal, you know. Only thing that makes money in business is getting an offer in front of people. Every offer has a conversion, whether it's one out of five, one out of 10, one out of 20, every offer has a conversion. So if it's one out of 20, that means 19 people don't want your thing at that time. That doesn't mean that 19 people hate you. That doesn't mean 19 people think you're stupid. That doesn't mean 19 people think anything other than I don't want your thing at that time. So don't you make it mean anything else. Don't make it mean anything else. Because again, that's false evidence appearing real.
0: Love it because I was gonna ask you next is like how do you how do you even deal with all the rejection which you answered it already?
1: Yeah, like don't take
0: personal that they're not
1: it just doesn't exist. I mean that's just really what it boils down to. Rejection really and truly doesn't exist at the end of the day, they just don't want your thing at that time and just don't take it personal, and it won't be rejection.
0: And if they have any bad behavior, it's it's them with their own personal stuff that they're dealing with, and it's their problem. Absolutely. Like, like for me, for me, for years, I was like, I'm talking to someone, to I'm saying a group of people, and I come across this person that does, doesn't treat me well, right? And I start mm-hmm. taking it personal, and I'm like, what did I do to this person? I mm. deserve this, right? right. That's that, that self-victimization comes in. So Absolutely. And Absolutely. Then it took me a while, and then later on, I saw that they do the same bad behavior to everyone else too. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, Oh my God. And all this time I took it personal. I took it on myself saying, what the hell did I do wrong? You know, crushing my own confidence. Well, there was actually, I didn't do anything wrong to that person. It was just like, you know, they maybe had a bad day. Maybe they're crazy. Whatever the reason it's just,
1: back to your point, like we don't have to take it personal. Right, I mean, if, if you were walking down the street and you saw someone standing on the corner, just yelling and cursing out into the ethers, okay? They're not talking to anybody, they're just yelling and cursing. And as you're walking down the street, you're getting closer and closer to that person. If you stop in front of that person and they continue the yelling and cursing, you taking that personally is just as ridiculous as any of those other scenarios. Because this is what they're doing. You just happen to stop in front of them in that moment. And it's the same thing. So if I knock on someone's door, hi, selling vacuum cleaners today, and they say, you know, F you, get out of here, blah, 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 blah. What happens is, is that they are in their moment of expressing whatever anger. I just happen to walk in front of it at that time. So I don't take that personally at, at, at all because I've done nothing mm-hmm. to offend anyone. I've done nothing to, to cause that that's them that's that's on them
0: all right let's dive into how all of what we talked about creates procrastination and what's the best way to deal with it
1: yeah so as as you as you kind of we we alluded to a little bit earlier how does all of this show up in business well it it shows up in the form of not doing anything it shows up in the form of inaction and and that's you know we we can call that procrastination we call it inaction we call it Um, half action, you know, and some people call it half assing, but whatever you want to call it, but it shows up in the form of not showing up at a hundred percent. That's, that's really what it is. You know, yes, I know I need to get on podcasts, but I won't do it. Yes. I know I need to speak from the stage, but I won't do it. Yes. I need to call this client back, but I won't do it. Yes. I need to go knock on this door, but I won't do it. I need to make, you know, make this call. I need to create this video, whatever the case may be. It boils down to not doing a thing. And, and there, there are different different things that, that occur in our lives that cause that. You know, it could be, as I mentioned, it could be as a result of not being prepared. You know, I don't, I'm not going to do this presentation because I'm afraid people are going to laugh at me. I'm afraid people are going to laugh because I'm going to say something stupid. I'm going to say something stupid because I'm not prepared, right? It's that, okay. You know, like the same scenario that I went through because of, because of what I went through with that you know, federal deal that with those guys, I was afraid to get on stage again, because I said, okay, well, if I get on stage, you know, the FBI is gonna come lock me up in front of all these people. I'm gonna be on the news. I'm gonna be on the internet, etc." So these things can come from various places. I had, I had a really good, great friend of mine who's, who's a hypnotherapist. Um, she's a therapist who also does hypnotherapy. She always liked me to make that distinction. <laughs> but uh, she said something was very powerful to me. She says, your experience was a trauma. Your experience was a trauma and i never looked at it that way As, you know she says almost going to prison that is traumatic and you know you never dealt with that and that was the thing that i had to look at so when we look at procrastination it comes from different areas it comes from different things it comes from different past experiences it comes from different mindsets all all of it boils down to getting to the core of it by asking the right questions asking those right questions you will always always get to the core of why you're not doing a thing and then that gives you the opportunity to do something in that moment to change in that moment whether it's doing the more doing more research doing more study getting yourself prepared practicing um, talking to a mentor you, t- you know modeling someone who's done the same thing there's a thousand things you can do but you you can't do anything and you typically won't do anything until you're consciously aware of why you're not doing the thing in the first place.
0: Love it. Now, this was a good segue to talk about your gift, which is the entrepreneur's step by step guide to overcoming procrastination. Can you tell us a little bit about that, please?
1: Yeah. So, um, a lot of the things that I've done in my life came out of my my own experience, as with most people. And and the that step by step guide is is no different. I you know I found myself procrastinating on things now, and, and and again, it's not just. About getting on stage, that it could be anything. It could be sending out an email. It could be whatever the case may be. It's like, okay, well, here's a client who's upset with me, and I don't want to respond to this email right now. So let's get to the core of that. Asking the questions: Why am I? Why am I afraid? Well, because I didn't do the thing I was going to do. So it makes me look like I'm out of integrity. It makes me look like I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I'm, the client's going to fire me. Then I'm. Then they're going to tell everyone else. No one else is going to do business with me. And then I'm never going to make any money. And I'm not going to be able to buy food. I'm going to die. Right. <laughs> we get back to that ridiculous right. We get back to that ridiculous scenario. And and believe me when I tell you, I I, I I say it jokingly, but I but I also take it very seriously in that even in this ridiculousness, there's a sincerity in there because it is how we respond. It's how we respond. Not, because when you talk to people, you know, where's the study that said you know the, the, the top fears public speaking public speaking is higher than death think about that for a moment you know was the family feud they say you know what are the top fears right survey says it, public speaking now why would anyone be more be more afraid of speaking to a group of people than dying well here's the reality of it it's death for them but it's also death with you know, as they say, you know, kicking a person while they're down, adding insult to injury, but it's death with embarrassment. That's what it is. I'm going to do the speaking engagement. I'm going to say something stupid. Everyone's going to laugh at me. No one's going to want to do business with me anymore. I'm not going to be make any money. I'm not going to buy any food. I'm going to die. I'd rather just die. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'd rather just die. If I'm going to die over, I just, I just rather die. Right. That's that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. So what that process does, Mustafa, is it helps that step by step guide? It helps you to identify what's causing the procrastination in your life in whatever area it is, whether it's going after new business, whether it's uh in your personal life, you know, getting into the gym, whatever the case you get, because it all boils down to some type of fear. You could be so well, why why would someone be afraid to go to the gym? What goes in well, okay. I'm gonna to go to the gym, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna you know people are gonna laugh at me, and people gonna laugh at me, gonna kick me out of the gym. I'm never gonna be able to go back to the gym. I'm gonna keep eating. I'm gonna get fat and die. You know, I mean, it it boils down to some level of ridiculousness, and and again, we don't do that consciously. It does not happen consciously, but that's where it comes from. It's something that we've made up in our heads that right. our brains play out that causes us to not do the thing. Well, if I go to the gym and people know that I go to the gym, and if I quit. They're going to say, oh, he's a quitter. And then they're going to think, I'm going to lose her. That, I'm, I'm a loser because I'm a quitter. And because I'm a loser, blah, blah, blah. You, you see, it, it goes all the way down this path unconsciously. Unconsciously goes down the path. So this that step-by-step guide helps you to get more clear on what those things are.
0: Hmm. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So, Ganga, uh, if uh, you are watching or your- listening to get access to Antonio's step-by-step guide on how to overcome procrastination, which at the end of all of this, uh, I think behind procrastination, there's always fear. and then we got to deal with that and just so to get that step-by-step guide on how to how to deal with it. And if you're a business owner, regardless of what level of business you're in, you have procrastination. You've got things to deal with, right? if, if you're a six, seven, eight, nine, ten figure business owner, You've got something going on. You got to deal with something. So go ahead and (laughs) link on some level, right? Because, and and here's the thing. I think the higher people go up the ladder, the bigger the obstacles.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Now you have to deal with Facebook. And now you're like, oh my God, I got to talk to Zuckerberg. What am I going to talk to this guy about on the (laughs) phone tomorrow? (laughs) I'd rather die. (laughs) Right. Right. So, <laughs> so the, the link is in the comments and it's going to be in the descriptions of the show. Uh, go to, but I'll, I'll just read it out. It's time
1: dot forward slash LP. That's it. Oh, it was uh, actually it's a uh, OP overcome procrastination. OP. Yeah. OP okay. timebankgpscom gps.com slash OP. So time dot forward slash OP
0: overcoming procrastination. And, um, uh, that's it go there and you will see the step-by-step guide on overcoming procrastination now uh let me ask you how people can get a hold of you and i'm going to ask you a couple of personal questions from you and uh, so what's the best way for people to reach out to you and um
1: yeah um i'm i'm on all the socials uh, antonio thornton and uh, you can also find us at our fearless impact we've got a really thriving group over on facebook uh, and it's again it's just fearless impact but, um, but yeah, that's one of the best ways to get in contact with me. And, and I always say, you know, being a part of, a, of, of a community, uh, and, a, you know, community of, of other fearless entrepreneurs is, is definitely the place that you want to be, um, very supportive community, uh, you know, very open and ve- even vulnerable community allows you the opportunity to, to be who you are in a space, uh, to get real and, and genuine support. Very,
0: very nice. Very nice. Now, gang, uh, I think if they go on Facebook and search for Fearless Impact, you guys will pop right up, and uh, they could join the Facebook group and or reach out to you on LinkedIn and Facebook and here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, your website is fearlessimpact.com as well, right? Yes. All right, that's another place people can go and get a hold of them. Now, let me ask you a, a some some personal questions. What's a new thing that you have tried recently?
1: Uh, what's the new thing that I've tried recently? Uh, that's that's an interesting question. Um, I am taking on MMA. Uh, that's that's new. So uh, it's it's a really interesting uh, it's an interesting journey. It's uh, Mike Tyson had the um, really great quote. I think he said, "Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face," and um, I've gotten punched in the face several several times. So um, and I get the importance of that because it's it's a very shocking and and jarring thing as you can probably imagine. So, so MMA is a new thing that I'm, that I'm taking on. Uh, and I'm, I'm, but I'm enjoying it though. I, I'm enjoying getting punched in the face.
0: Love it. Love it. That's actually, a, 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 I think and what I like about MMA and all the martial arts is, is, is it takes a certain amount of mental toughness and it helps you develop mental toughness.
1: Right. And right.
0: the way that plays in business as, uh, as, um, as I don't know if I heard uh, Harvecker or someone else talking about the way you show up here is the way you show up anywhere else.
1: The way you do yep. anything is how you is do everything, everything.
0: everything. Exactly. And then bingo, you sh- the way you show up in your fights is the way you show up in business, the way you show up on your sales calls. So
1: love it. Well, I tell you what you, you will find that sales calls are going to be a whole lot less scary after a six foot four, 260 pound guy punches you in the face, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's not a whole lot this person is going to say to me on this phone that's going to hurt right. more than that, okay? So <laughs> it completely changed your perspective on life. All right, I can tell you that.
0: Here's yeah. the, how to overcome your sales, sales fear 101. Yes, go get an MMA class problem solved with one punch. Done. (laughs) Think about that overnight and then show up tomorrow and do your calls. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Love it. Now, what are your top two or three favorite books? Books that have made a massive difference in your life or business?
1: Uh, Definitely that's going to be Think and Grow Rich. Um, I I found Think and Grow Rich when I was uh, 13 years old. I was in my mom's rooms You know, fiddling around with things, and I saw this book that said "Think and Grow Rich." I said, "Hey, I want to be rich." "Think and Grow Rich" completely changed my life because it opened my mind to the possibility that life is not what's dealt to you. You can create this thing called life. I'd never known that to that point, so it 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 truly, truly opened my eyes to being able to create the life that I want. Uh, As an extension of that, I found the book "Psycho Cybernetics" by Maxwell Maltz, and Psycho-cybernetics was over my head at the time, but I came back and read it again as an adult. And again, very transformational in, in helping me get clear on the, the, the idea that life is a, a continuous stream of imperfection corrections. That's, you know, and I'll just say it real quickly. The, the whole concept of psycho-cybernetics talks about a guided missile and how a guided missile constantly constantly is off its trajectory. And about 95% of the way, it's going in the, the wrong direction. It, it goes a little bit further to the left, and then it shifts. It goes a little bit further to the right, then it shifts and it shifts. And that's what let me rec- recognize that, hey, I'm a human being. I'm not going to get everything right. But you just continuously shift as long as you're going in the right direction. Um, those, I would say, are the other two books that had that the biggest biggest impact. On on me. Um, I'm, I'm currently reading. I've, I've got this daddy daughter book club that I do with my with my daughter and uh, another father and his daughter. We're currently reading this this subtle art of not giving an F, and and uh, that's a great book as well. Def, definitely a great book.
0: Giving an F,
1: love it. Yeah, I, I read. Uh, I've
0: read all. Uh, I haven't read subtle art uh, of not giving an F, but Psycho-cybernetics was transformational for me. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I was oh I, I really liked it. All right. So the books were Think and Grow Rich, Psycho Cybernetics, and the Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Now, <clears throat> Antonio, if you had a Facebook or a Google ad that everyone on Earth could see, what would your message be for the people of Earth? We're all one.
1: That would be it. That that would How be me more my about ad. That. Yeah. um, Because if, if, if I could sell that to every person in the world, every problem, every crime, every issue we have would immediately go away. Because knowing that we're all one, that we're all connected, that in and of itself lets me know that I cannot steal from you without also stealing from myself. I cannot harm you without also harming myself. So having everyone to, to click and buy into the idea that we're all one, we, we live a, in a, an incredible, incredible life. Yeah, that, that would be, be it by far.
0: I really love what you said there. It says, I cannot harm you without harming myself. I cannot steal from you without stealing from myself. Absolutely. Beautiful. Absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful. What's one advice that made a massive change in your
1: life? mm ooh that's 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 a tough one there 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 are two that that I, that I'll go to and if you don't mind if I can share them both I'll, I'll be brief as possible but uh th- there there's two the the one is a piece of advice that my father gave me before he passed a very simple piece of advice but very powerful he said, if you want to keep getting what you're getting keep doing what you're doing and that again very simple phrase but it's the reality of where we are in, in the majority of in the majority of our lives is that we're doing the same thing, expecting different results. And and that's I got to tell you, it it is it, allowed me to to step outside of my comfort zone. It's allowed me to do things that I wouldn't normally do. Because, again, if you're doing a thing and you're not getting the results that you want, you've got to do a different things. You're not going to get better results doing the same thing. Um, I always tell people this all the time. If there's only one thing that makes money in business, know getting it off in front of people setting up a website better than you set it up last week is not going to make you money you know reading more emails is not going to make you more money it's doing something different doing doing the right things to get you in the right direction so that's the one thing the separate the next thing was and a piece of advice that i got from um actually an ex-girlfriend uh we're, we're we're best of friends now i'm even the godfather uh to to her daughter and it was. I I definitely can say it's one of the most powerful pieces of advice I've gotten as well. Uh, we were talking about this as it relates to dating. And when I, when I really got it, it, the, the, the implications just became massive. But what she said was, is that you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. Let me say that again. You can't say the wrong thing to the right person. Now we were talking about that through the context of dating because a lot of times when we meet someone, we think we have to be a certain way in order to attract that person. Well, what that does for us is that it creates an authentic way of being that's not only unfair to us, but it's also unfair to that person. Because if you're not really that way, there's no need for you to show up in that way. So how do you show up? You show up authentically, 100% authentically, and the right person will accept you no matter who you are. Now. That was very powerful for me in the space of dating, but that also translated to business for me and that you cannot say the wrong thing to the right client. What that means is that I get an opportunity to be 100% of who I am. Let me tell you what I mean by that, Masaka. Um, for, for years prior to that, I had considered a lot of different things. Like for example, should I cut my locks? you know because if i cut my locks i'll look more professional and i'll be more professional people will hire me more etc cetera, etc cetera. well okay there's one thing here's the other thing um i'm a black guy well no one's going to want to do business with a black guy so let me go partner with all these white guys and put them up front and have them seem like they're the owner of the business because you know, no one's going to want to do business with the black guy. Blah, 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 blah. These are all the conversations that I had about not being authentically who I am. And here's what one of my mentors said. He says, because I said, man, you know, what do I do about someone who doesn't want to do business with you because you're racist? He says, F him, screw him. Why the hell would you want to do with, do, do business with someone who's racist anyway? <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, wow. Yes, that made so much sense. So, so at the end of the day, I get a chance to be who I am and the right clients are going to come to me because who who am I? I'm I'm kind of that weird, quirky, nerdy, silly guy. That's who I am. I'm also um, very cerebral. I'm also very, hey, let's just work it out however we work it out. And I'm also pretty spiritual as well. So I get to be authentically who I am. I don't have to Hide any aspect of myself. I don't have to pretend to be any other thing to get a freaking client because, at the end of the day, I don't want that client. If because if they don't accept me for who I am, I don't want them as a client anyway. So, that's those are the two pieces of advice again. I know, I know you asked for one, but they're they're perfect, as powerful for me in my life.
0: And I think here's the deal though if 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 you change or try to change who you are when you get a customer when they get to know you at the end of the day it's not going to work anyway
1: no it's not it's right not.
0: and if it's not. if i'm if if, if i'm and le- what's the uh, what's the analogy that i'm trying to use let's say that um here well let me share the joke with you it says uh, uh two people were trying to um practice for an interview and the guy says, all right, go knock on the door, come in. Says, knock, knock. Who is there? He says, it's May. Says, come in. Says, come in. He says, don't say May. He goes, why? Because the, he goes, because it's not the local accent. And if you go in an interview, uh, they're not going to take you. The local accent is me. Just say mm. me. He goes, He goes, dude, if I say me, when I go in there to do the interview, the guy is going to realize that it's May. <laughs> 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 I mean, right. People will see that. So, right. love that advice. That is beautiful advice. My last question: What advice would you give your your twenty year old self?
1: Hmm. What advice do I give my twenty year old self? I I would I would say take these two pieces of advice and live into them and, and in your twenties because I don't think I I really accepted and really lived into that I was, until I was in my thirties. So I would say just, you know, be who you are and, and, and just be authentic to, to, to who you know to be in every aspect of your life. That, that would be what I would say in my 20s. Yeah.
0: Love it. For sure. Love it. Love it. Antonio, this has been a delightful conversation. I really enjoyed our conversation. I feel like we could easily go <clears throat> another two to three hours without stop. We'd we'll love to have you back on the show. Is Absolutely. there anything that you would love to share that we didn't get to talk about.
1: Well, I think we covered a lot of things, uh, Mustafa, and if if I could just, you know, say everyone to to walk away from this process is ask yourself the questions. That's it. Just ask yourself the questions. There's there's you you've got so much in, inside of you if you're on a call like this, if you're if you're involved with Mustafa and in, in his movement and what he's doing, you obviously have something to, to give to the world because you wouldn't be here otherwise. And if there's anything that's holding you back, ask the right questions to get to it so you can make the shift uh, in your life. So you can go out and make a fearless impact.
0: Beautiful. Love it. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Gang. Um, make sure to download um, Antonio's gift to step-by-step process to overcome procrastination. And uh, the link is time back timebankgps.com forward slash OP sta- yep. standing for overcoming procrastination. So the link again is timebankgps.com forward slash OP. And as usual, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel whether you're on YouTube, on Google uh, uh, podcast, Apple podcast, whichever channel, make sure you like and share. If you have any questions, put them in the comments. We'll get back to you. If you know a friend that could benefit from this very, very in-depth and useful conversation, tag them in there, and uh, we will go from there. Uh, Thank you again, Antonio. My name is Mustafa Hussaini, your host for the show, and I look forward to
1: seeing you on our next episode. Bye now.